0: Welcome back. As efforts to restore the Northern Ireland Executive and Assembly continue, how is the lengthy power vacuum affecting people's lives? For those needing health care, it means longer waits and sometimes no care at all. We'll discuss this in a moment, but first our Northern correspondent, Vincent Kearney, spoke to people on the Falls Road in West Belfast.
1: Um, basically, you have to sit on a telephone line for trying to get through. You could sit for an hour, maybe get through and they hang up on you. Um, I work in the hospital and it's just impossible to be seen by your own GP and then every time you do get to see a GP then you're getting referred down to the hospital just for even minor ailments where the GP could have dealt with you. And do you know of people yourself or anyone else who maybe ends up going to E or hospital because they can't get through to a doctor? Oh yeah, all the time for loads of minor ailments that can be seen in the GP. There's been so many minor ailments that have maybe progressed into serious illnesses because the GPs aren't seeing anybody.
0: If you're firing on a Monday morning, I have to wait the Friday or something else. Then you do get, it's only a 10-minute visit, if you do, or else over the phone. But there's no, it's very hard to get to see there.
2: Our family GP's just around the corner here, and uh, it's a very, very good uh, system to have about if you need to an appointment with the doctor. It, it's, it's all done very quickly.
0: I rang about my knee and the doctor says, oh, we're not really seeing anyone, you better go into a fracture clinic before they would even look at my knee and I didn't want to go over and sit in the hospital. So I just left it. I just walked about on my knee.
1: <laughs> how, how long are you in pain for?
0: I'm still in pain.
1: And how long has that been going on?
2: From Jing. There are so many um, patients going to see a GP that there's not enough room for them. It's uh, underfunded, the system isn't working. GPs are being asked to do more and more work and the system is on the point of collapse I think. And what about you yourself? Have you had any personal experience of struggling to see a doctor when you needed to? None whatsoever because my best friend's my GP. (laughs)
0: People on the street speaking to Vincent Kearney, our Northern correspondent. Well, to talk more about this, we're joined from Belfast by Rita Devlin, Director of the Royal College of Nursing in Northern Ireland and East Belfast GP, Dr Alan Stout, Chair of the British Medical Association's GP Committee there. Dr Stout, to you first. We heard there about a woman hobbling around with an injured knee for months, another man relying on being best friends with his GP to get care. What's happening to your health service?
2: Oh, Jefferson you ever say health service is in dire trouble uh, here and people are struggling to access their GP. We we know that. Um, and and it is the sheer volumes that we're getting. We have over 200,000 contacts, which is over 10 percent of the population every single week. There's 20,000 patients seen in general practice uh face-to-face every single day but we just don't have enough people. It's this—it's a, a simple numbers game. We don't have enough GPs and we don't have big enough teams uh, to see the huge amount of demand uh, that is out there and And it is a struggle. It's a struggle for the staff, it's a struggle for the GPs, and and we know it's a struggle for the patients too.
0: And Rita Devlin, um, the Royal College of Nursing, is among those who signed a letter to the Northern Secretary, Chris Heaton-Harris, talking about this, quote, alarming situation. Are your patients in danger?
1: Yeah, there's there's absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, if you if you think about the um impact on GPs, much of that's coming from the fact that we have the worst waiting lists in Europe um and have had for for the, the probably the past six or seven years. Um and in those six and seven years we've only had political leadership for around about two of those. So you can you can think to yourself that the fact that we have no government means that we're probably one of the worst off countries in terms of healthcare. Yeah, and Channel, UK, Channel 4 fraud. News was
0: reporting during the week sorry to cut across you that that some people were waiting for up to 5 days at emergency departments before being admitted to a hospital.
1: That's correct. And and the issue for that is every one of those patients um if you think about those those are individual patients and it is awful that they have to experience that But the concern also is that that's what our nurses and doctors are experiencing day in and day out. Um, They're having to work in that awful environment where they cannot give the care that patients want or need or, in fact, um, deserve because of the sheer volume of people and the um, overcrowding
0: of the departments, health budgets are agreed by the Northern Ireland Executive, which hasn't functioned properly for almost four of the last six years. Most recently, as we know, due to that row over the Northern Ireland Protocol. Dr. Alan Stout, is this political vacuum further paralysing your health service there?
2: Oh, it is, and and you mentioned the budget, and uh, and the budget is key. We had this tantalising glimpse. Uh, a number of months ago, well, it was over a year ago now that we were going to get a multi-year budget, which could mean that we could actually plan. And we have good plans in place. We have good ideas, good plans, good strategy there but it's impossible to implement it. Uh, and what has actually happened is that we don't even have or know the budget for this year. And what happens is we then revert purely to firefighting uh, and there is no plan uh, instigated. So it's actually knocked us. The, the, the lack of budget this year, the lack of multi-year budget, has, has actually knocked us back at least three years, if not uh, not longer than that.
0: And you say the reforms needed are there. What, in your view, is the key thing that would ease the situation?
2: Well, the biggest thing right now, I mean, we had plans which were proper reform plans, um, but the the, the service is in such crisis right now that what we need to do is revert back uh, to simplify everything. We need to focus on core service uh, and what can be realistically expected uh, from our health service and make sure that we get primary care right, make sure that we get urgent and emergency care right. And then the simple things that people would expect that is early diagnosis of cancer, mental health and children's illness and focus on those core uh, elements without trying to overcomplicate it. Because we're trying to do far too much with far too little funding and far too little staff.
0: Rita Devlin, nurses in England and Wales are also at breaking point, all experiencing similar things, despite there being a government in place there. Um, They're due to strike soon. Will nurses in Northern Ireland strike
1: well, as you know, we have already had two strike days in January, um, and what we are doing is we're—it's a fa- the RCN are having a phased approach across the four countries. So there is no doubt if we get no movement in Northern Ireland, we will our our members will be on strike again. But I think you have to remember that we're striking not just for pay but also for safe staffing. Um, there's four, or There's 3,000 vacancies in Northern Ireland, which is a huge percentage of nurses not available to, to look after patients. Um, and the, the outworkings of that is that we have an exhausted workforce who are working extra days. They're not getting any respite. They're not getting any rest or recuperation. Um, and we have a burnt out workforce, which I have huge uh, worries about. Um, their mental and physical health is suffering.
0: Okay, Rita Devlin, Director of the Royal College of Nursing in Northern Ireland and East Belfast GP, Dr. Alan Stout. Thank you both for joining us today.